0: Chapter 24, verses 36 through 51 of Catena Aria. Commentary on the four Gospels collected out of the works of the fathers by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 36 through 41. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood... They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Chrysostom The Lord having described all the tokens that shall precede his coming, and brought his discourse to the very doors, yet would not name the day. Of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Jerome. In some Latin copies is added here, neither the sun, but in the Greek copies, and particularly those of Adamantius and Pierius, it is not found, and because it is read in some, it seems to require our notice. Rigmigius and Mark has the addition to Rome. Whereat Arius and Eunomius rejoice greatly, for they say, He who knows and he who is ignorant cannot be both equal. Against these we answer shortly, seeing that Jesus, that is, the word of God, made all times, for by him all things were made, and without him was not anything made that was made, and that the day of judgment must be in all time, By what reasoning can he who knows the whole be shown to be ignorant of the part? This we will further say, which is the greater, the knowledge of the Father or the knowledge of the judgment? For he knows the greater, how can he be ignorant of the less? Hilary. And has indeed God the Father denied the knowledge of that day to the Son, when he hath declared, All things are committed to me of my Father? But if anything has been denied, all things are not committed to him, Jerome. Having then shown that the Son of God cannot be ignorant of the day of the consummation, we must now show the cause why he should be said to be ignorant. When, after the resurrection, he is demanded concerning this day by the apostles, he answers more openly, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power wherein he shows that himself knows, but that it is not expedient for the apostles to know, that being in uncertainty of the coming of their judge, they should live every day as though they were to be judged that day. Augustine. When he says here, knows not, he means, makes others not to know, i.e. he knew not then, so as to tell his disciples, as it was said to Abraham, Now I know that thou fearest God, i.e., now have I caused that thou shouldest know, because by the temptation he came to know himself, id. That he says that the Father knoweth implies that in the Father the Son also knows. For what can there be in time which was not made by the word, seeing that time itself was made by the word, id that the Father alone knows may be well understood in the above-mentioned manner of knowing, that he makes the Son to know, but the Son is said not to know, because he does not make men to know. Origin. Otherwise, so long as the Church, which is Christ's body, knows not that day and hour, so long the Son himself is said not to know that day and hour, the word know is used according to its proper usual meaning in Scripture. The Apostle speaks of Christ as him who knew no sin, i.e. sin not. The knowledge of that day and hour the Son reserves in store for the fellow heirs of the promise, that all may know at once, i.e. in the day when it shall come upon them, what things God hath prepared for them that love him. Rabbanus. I have read also in someone's book that the son here is not to be taken of the only begotten, but of the adopted, for that he would not have put the angels before the only begotten son, not the angels of heaven, neither the son. Augustine, the gospel then says, Of that day and hour knoweth no man. But you say that neither the month nor the year of his coming can be known, This exactness of yours up to this point seems as if you meant that the year could not be known, but that the week or decade of years might be known, as though it was possible to fix or assign it to some seven, ten, or an hundred, or some number of years more or less. If you allow that you cannot so limit it, you think with me, Chrysostom that you may perceive that it is not owing to ignorance that he is silent of the day and hour of the judgment. He brings forward another token. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. By this he means that he shall come sudden and unlooked for, and while men are taking their pleasure, of which Paul also speaks, when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. Rabbanus. Marriage and meats in themselves are not here condemned, as the error of Marcion and Manichaeus teaches, for in the one the continuation of the species, in the other that of life depends. But what is reproved is an unrestrained use of things unlawful. Jerome, it is asked here how it was said above, nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, etc., when here only tokens of peace are spoken of as what shall be then. We must suppose that after the wars and other miseries which shall waste the human race shall follow a short peace, offering rest and quiet to approve the faith of the believers. Chrysostom. Or to such as are thoughtlessly disposed, it shall be a time of peace and enjoyment, as the Apostle said not when there shall be peace, but when they shall say peace and safety, showing their insensibility to be such as was theirs in the days of Noah, when the wicked and not the good indulge themselves, but their end with sorrow and tribulation. This shows also that when Antichrist shall come, those who are wicked and despair of their salvation shall run into illicit pleasures. Therefore he chooses an instance suitable for while the ark was building noah preached among them foretelling the evils that should come but those wicked giving heed to him wanted as though no evil should ever come so now because many would not believe things future he makes credible what he says from what has happened another token he gives to show how unexpectedly that day shall come and that he is not ignorant of the day Then two shall be in the field, one shall be taken and the other left. These words show that masters and servants, they that work and they that work not, shall be taken or left alike. Hilary Or the two in the field are the two people of the believers and unbelievers, whom the day of the Lord shall overtake, as it were in the labors of this life. And they shall be separated, one being taken and the other left. This shows the separation and shall be between believers and unbelievers when God's wrath is kindled. The saints shall be gathered into his garner, and the unbelievers shall be left as fuel for the fire from heaven. The same is the account to be given of that. Two shall be grinding at the mill. The mill is the work of the law, but as some of the Jews believed through the apostles, so some shall believe through Elias, and be justified through faith. And one part shall be taken through this same faith of good works. The other part shall be left unfruitful in the work of the law, grinding in vain, and never to produce the bread of heavenly food. Jerome. Or two men in the field shall be found performing the same labor, sowing corn together, but not reaping the same fruit of their labor. The two grinding together, we may understand either of the synagogue and the church, which seem to grind together in the law and to make the same scriptures meal of the commandments of God, or of other heresies, which, out of both or one testament, seem to grind meal of their own doctrines. Hilary, the two in one bed are those who preach alike the Lord's rest after his Passion, about which heretics and Catholics have the same confession. But because the Catholic faith preaches the unity of the Godhead of the Father and the Son, and the false creed of the heretics impugns that. Therefore shall the divine judgment decide between the confession of these two by taking one and leaving the other. Brygmigius. Or these words denote three orders in the church. The two men in the field denote the order of the preachers, to whom is committed the field of the church. By the two grinding at the mill the order of the married priests, who while with a divided heart they are called first to one side, then to the other, do, as it were, ever turn round a mill, by the two in one bed, the order of the continent, whose repose is signified by the bed. But in all these orders are good and bad, righteous and unrighteous, so that some shall be taken and some left. Origin, Or, otherwise, the body is laid as sick on the bed of carnal passions. The soul grinds in the mill of this world, and the bodily senses labor in the field of the world. Verses 42 through 44 Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh jerome having declared that of that hour knoweth no man but the father only he shows that it was not expedient for the apostles to know that being ignorant they might live in perpetual expectation of his coming and thus concluding the whole he says watch therefore etc and he does not say because we know not but because ye know not showing that he himself is not ignorant of the day of judgment chrysostom he would have them ever ready and therefore he says watch gregory to watch is to keep the eyes open and looking out for the true lights to do and to observe that which one believes to cast away the darkness of sloth and negligence origin those of more plain understanding say that he spoke this of his second coming but others would say that it applies to an intellectual coming of the word into the understanding of the apostles. For as yet he was not in their understanding as he was to be, Augustine. He said this watch not to those only who heard him speak at that time, but to those who came after them and to us and to all who shall be after us until his second coming, for it touches all in a manner. That day comes to each one of us, when it comes to him, or go out of the world, such as he shall be judged, and therefore ought every Christian to watch that the Lord's coming may not find him unprepared, and he will be unprepared for the day of his coming, whom the last day of his life shall find unprepared. Augustine. Foolish are all they who either profess to know the day of the end of the world when it is to come, or even the end of their own life, which no one can know unless he is illuminated by the Holy Spirit. Jerome. And by the instance of the master of the household, he teaches more plainly why he keeps secret the day of consummation. Origin. The master of the household is the understanding. The house is the soul. The thief is the devil. The thief is also every contrary doctrine which enters the soul of the unwary, by other than the natural entrance, breaking into the house and pulling down the soul's natural fences, that is, the natural powers of understanding. It enters the breach and spoils the soul. Sometimes one takes the thief in the act of breaking in and seizes him, stabs him with a word and slays him. And the thief comes not in the daytime, when the soul of the thoughtful man is illuminated with the sun of righteousness, but in the night, that is, in the time of prevailing wickedness, in which, when one is plunged, it is possible, though he have not the power of the sun, that he may be illuminated by some rays from the word, as from a lamp, continuing still in evil, yet having a better purpose in watchfulness, that this his purpose should not be broken through, or in time of temptation, or of any calamities, is the time when the thief is most found to come, seeking to break through the house of the soul, Gregory. Or the thief breaks into the house through the neglect of the master of the house, when the spirit has slept upon its post of guard, and death has come in unawares into the dwelling house of our flesh, and finding the lord of the house sleeping slays him, that is, the spirits, little providing for coming evils, is taken off unprepared to punishment by death. But if he had watched, he would have been secure from the thief, that is, looking forward to the coming of the judge, who takes our lives unawares. He would meet him with penitence and not perish in penitence. And the Lord would therefore have the last hour unknown, that it might always be in suspense, and that being unable to foresee it, we might never be unprepared for it. Chrysostom. In this he rebukes such as have less care for their souls than they have of guarding their money against an expected thief. Verses 45-51 through 51, Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hilary Though the Lord had given above, a general exhortation to all in common, to unwearied vigilance, yet he adds a special charge to the rulers of the people, that is, the bishops of watchfulness and looking for his coming. Such he calls a faithful servant and wise master of the household, careful for the needs and interests of the people entrusted to him. Chrysostom, that he says, whom think he is that faithful and wise servant does not imply ignorance, for even the father we find asking a question, as that, Adam, where art thou? Rigmigius. Nor yet does it imply the impossibility of attaining perfect virtue, but only the difficulty. Gloss. For rare indeed is such, faithful servant serving his master for his master's sake, feeding Christ's sheep, not for lucre, but for love of Christ. Skilled to discern the abilities, the life, and the manner of those put under him, whom the Lord sets over, that is, who is called of God and has not thrust himself in. Chrysostom. He requires two things of such servants: fidelity and prudence. He calls him faithful, because he appropriates to himself none of his Lord's goods, and wastes not idly and unprofitably. He calls him prudence, as knowing on what he ought to lay out the things committed to him, Origin, Or he that makes progress in the faith, though he is not yet perfect in it, is ordinarily called faithful, and he who has natural quickness of intellect is called prudent. And whoever observes will find many faithful and zealous in their belief, but not at the same time prudent. For God hath chosen the foolish things of the world. Others again he will see who are quick and prudent but of weak faith. For the union of faith and prudence in the same man is most rare. To give food in due season calls for prudence in a man. Not to take away the food of the needy requires faithfulness. And this the literal sense obliges us to that we be faithful in dispersing the revenues of the church, that we devour not that which belongs to the widows, that we remember the poor, and that we do not take occasion from what is written, the Lord hath ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel, to seek more than plain food and necessary clothing, or to keep more for ourselves than we give to those who suffer want, and that we be prudent to understand the cases of them that are in need, whence they come to be so, what has been the education and what are the necessaries of each it needs much prudence to distribute fairly the revenues of the church also let the servant be faithful and prudent that he lavish not the intellectual and spiritual food upon those whom he ought not but dispense according as each has need to one is more behoofful that word which shall edify his behaviour and guide his practice than that which sheds a ray of science but to others who can pierce more deeply let him not fail to expound the deeper things, lest if he set before them common things only, he be despised by such as have naturally keener understandings, or have been sharpened by the discipline of worldly learning. Chrysostom This parable may be also fitted to the case of the secular rulers, for each ought to employ the things he has to the common benefit, and not to the hurt of his fellow servants, nor to his own ruin whether it be wisdom or dominion, or whatever else he has. Rabanus. The Lord is Christ, the householder over which he appoints is the Church Catholic. It is hard then to find one man who is both faithful and wise, but not impossible, for he would not pronounce a blessing on a character that could never be, as when he adds, Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing hilary that is obedient to his lord's command by the seasonableness of his teaching dispensing the word of life to a household which is to be nourished for the food of eternity Rignigius. it should be observed that as there is a great difference of desert between good preachers and good hearers so is there a great difference between their rewards the good hearers if he finds them watching He will make them sit down to meet, as Luke speaks, but the good preachers he will set over all his goods. Origen, that he may reign with Christ, to whom the Father has committed all that is his, and as the Son of a good Father set over all that is his. He shall communicate of his dignity and glory to his faithful and wide stewards, that they also may be above the whole creation. Rabanus not that they only, but that they before others shall be rewarded as well for their own lives as for their superintendence of the flock. Hilary, or shall set him over all his goods, that is, shall place him in the glory of God, because beyond this is nothing better. Chrysostom, and he instructs his hearers not only by the honor which awaits the good, but by the punishment which threatens the wicked, adding, if that evil servant shall say in his heart, etc. Augustine. The tempter of this servant is shown in his behavior, which is thus expressed by his good master, his tyranny, and shall begin to beat his fellow servants, his sensuality, and to eat and drink with the drunken, so that when he said, My Lord delayeth his coming, he is not to be supposed to speak from desire to see the Lord, such as was that of him who said, my soul is a thirst for the living God. When shall I come? This shows that he was grieved at the delay, seeing that what was hastening towards him seemed to be his longing, desires to be coming slowly. Origen, and every bishop who ministers not as a fellow servant, but rules by might as a master, and often a an harsh one, sins against God. Also, if he does not cherish the needy, but feasts with the drunken, and is continually slumbering, because his Lord cometh not till after a long time. Rabanus. Typically we may understand his beating his fellow servants of offending the consciousness of the weak by word or by evil example, Jerome. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, is to rouse the stewards to watchfulness and carefulness. Ye shall cut him in sunder, is not to be understood of execution by the sword, but that he shall sever him from the company of the saints. Or he shall cut him in sunder when his spirit, that is, his spiritual gift, shall return to God who gave it, but his soul shall go with his body into hell. But the righteous man is not cut in sunder, but his soul with his spirit, that is, with his gift, spiritually enters into the kingdom of heaven. They that are cut in sunder have in them henceforth no part of that spiritual gift which was from God, but there remains for them that part which was their own, that is, their soul, which shall be punished with their body, Jerome, and shall appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, with those namely that were in the field and grinding at the mill, that were nevertheless left, for as we often say that the hypocrite is one who is one thing and passes himself for another, so in the field and at the mill he seems to be doing the same as others, but the event proved that his purpose was different. Rabanus. Or appoints him his portion with the hypocrites, that is, a twofold share of punishment, that of fire and frost, for the fire belongs to weeping, and the frost the gnashing of teeth. Origin or there shall be weeping for such as have laughed amiss in this world, gnashing of teeth for those who have enjoyed an irrational peace. For being unwilling to suffer bodily pain, now the torture forces their teeth to chatter, with which they have eaten the bitterness of wickedness. From this we may learn that the Lord sets over his household, not the faithful and wise only, but the wicked also, and that it will not save them to have been set over his household, but only if they have given them their food in due season, and have abstained from beating and drunkenness. Augustine, putting aside this wicked servant, who, there is no doubt, hates his master's coming, let us set before our eyes these good servants, who anxiously expect their Lord's coming. One looks for his coming sooner, another later. The third confesses his ignorance of the matter. Let us see which is most agreeable to the gospel. One says, Let us watch and pray, because the Lord will quickly come. Another, Let us watch and pray, because this life is short and uncertain. Though the Lord's coming may be distant. And the third, Let us watch, because this life is short and uncertain, and we know not the time when the Lord will come. What else does this man say, then, what we hear the gospel say? Watch, because ye know not the hour in which the Lord shall come all indeed, through longing for the kingdom, desire that it should be true, which the first thinks, and if it should so come to pass, the second and third would rejoice with it. But if it should not come to pass, it were to be feared that the belief of its supporters might be shaken by the delay, and they might begin to think that the Lord's coming shall be not remote, but never. He who believes with the second that the Lord's coming is distant will not be shaken in faith but will receive an unlooked-for joy he who confesses his ignorance which of these is true wishes for the one is resigned to the other but errs in neither because he neither affirms nor denies either end of chapter twenty four